Episode 307, November 16th, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Looking for a way to support the show? I bet you are. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. And a small fraction from anything you purchase using that link will go to the Jeep Talk Show. And we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our Podcast Addicts users out there. Big shout out to you guys and a big Jeep wave to all of our listeners there. Oh, and a huge announcement, Jeepers. We've officially been invited to join Spotify. That's right. It's going to be a couple weeks before you'll be able to find us on the search listings, but this is big news for us, and we thought you guys would like to know. Jeep Talk Show officially on Spotify probably sometime in December. All right, I got an update to a bit of a Jeep criminal story from about a month ago or so. You guys may remember uh, early October or so, me telling you about a story of a Jeep owner who, after stealing a sound bar from Walmart and fleeing with his two-year-old son, got in a wreck fleeing from the scene, rolling his Jeep, despite not being chased by police. The suspect, Christopher Cunn, fled the scene, stepping over the lifeless body of his son, who was ejected from the Jeep in the wreck, to do so. He was chased, he was found, and he was arrested. The reason I'm bringing this all back up is to share with you guys some new details surrounding this case. A Jeep owner was in court earlier this week, where the judge has not only decided to throw the book at this worthless criminal, but add some new charges to the case as well. In addition to the previous charges, he is now also facing third-degree murder, homicide by vehicle, theft, and a newly approved drug charges listing against the 27-year-old. Toxicology results later showed Cunn had abused prescription drugs and was high as a kite on oxycodone when the theft and crash happened. The test results led prosecutors to add driving under the influence charges to the case as well. Magisterial District Court Judge Robert Wagner Jr. denied release and has held Cunn for trial on all charges. He remains in the Bucks County Prison on $5 million cash bail. And there, I hope he will stay. We've all seen the movie Final Destination, right? Well, this is the type of thing you'd expect to see in those types of frightening movies. And we think to ourselves, well, that'll never happen to me. That's just Hollywood stuff. But for a 38-year-old Minnesota woman, it happened in real life. According to a post by the Minnesota State Patrol's Facebook page, the woman was driving northbound on Interstate 494 in Maple Grove on Thursday when about a two-square-foot piece of heavy-gauge sheet metal flew off of a truck, bounced off the roadway, and smashed right through the windshield of her Jeep Cherokee. Another few miles an hour or a little more mass on that piece of metal, and she likely would have been decapitated. The woman walked away from the incident with just a few cuts, but no major injuries, thankfully. The driver of the vehicle from which the piece of the metal flew off of has not been located. In the post, the state patrol urges motorists to make sure anything you're transporting is properly secured. The post reads, quote, improperly or unsecured loads can kill people. Use ratchet straps or toe straps to make sure items are secure. It also doesn't hurt to stop along the way as you travel from point A to point B to make sure your load is still secure. Well, we couldn't have said it better ourselves. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys out there who help us out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. You guys rock, and we love your help. So if you got something you think we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, well, be sure to let us know. Send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. 
So many of you may know, uh, some of you may not, uh, I have a dash cam uh, set up on my Jeep. Uh, I used to see lots of shenanigans uh, going back and forth to work, uh, driving yeah, in Houston yeah. traffic. Oh, you got you got some videos up on YouTube of some of that stuff too, don't you? Yeah, I think the majority of them on, are over on uh, XG Talk, so uh, uh, YouTube slash XG Talk. Uh, but, uh, I, I, you know, now that I'm driving I-10 back and forth, uh, amazingly, I see less shenanigans. I guess when there's less opportunity for people to make uh, maneuvers, they uh, they take that uh, <laughs> and don't do it. But anyway, um, I was just thinking this would have been a perfect situation for a dash cam. Now, there's no guarantee you would have caught what vehicle this uh, debris came off of. But, uh, you know, after the event, you're certainly not going to be able to be in a situation where you can look and see and figure out what uh, where it came from it would be nice to have somebody at least pay for the damage and really good for the public uh for this person uh to know that they didn't do something correctly so that yeah. they could not necessarily be charged but at least know that, that they would be held accountable so they would double check to make sure that this didn't happen again and uh you might want to just go over to amazon and of course you can go to jeeptalkshow.com slash amazon first and for like a hundred bucks, uh, you can get a, a high def dash cam that, uh, and, and you just put a little uh, fifteen dollar thirty two gig card in it, and you'll be recording video for days. And this would have caught it uh, more than likely. This would have caught it. If nothing else, it would have been a really cool YouTube video. Yeah, that would have gone viral for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. Now the pictures of this guys are going to blow your mind. It's any wonder that this woman didn't walk away without a head. Uh, seriously though, uh, because this is the type of stuff that you'd see straight out of a Hollywood movie. It is scary. Now I've I've kind of experienced something similar. Um, actually, why my Jeep Cherokee no longer has air conditioning right now? Driving down the freeway, seventy five miles an hour, something got kicked out from underneath another vehicle, bounced on the roadway a couple times, and bam right into my condenser and put a nice quarter sized hole through my, you know, through that first part of the radiator there. And, uh, and it sounded like a, you know, a gunshot had gone off, uh, and had that thing bounced one more time, that could have ended up right through the windshield. So I can only imagine seeing, you know, a, a giant blade like object, you know, screaming towards the Jeep and coming right through your windshield. I it's just scary. Well, they can't get that transparent aluminum out uh, too soon in my book. Uh, we need to, <laughs> we need metal up there instead of glass. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, hey, guys, coming up later in the show, we're going to go over how important it is to match your recovery gear to your vehicle's weight. So you want to stay tuned for that. And hey, Jeepers, next week is Thanksgiving, and we'll be releasing the show as normal. So don't worry about that. So while you're taking time off to train for that pumpkin pie eating contest, <laughs> well, shoot us an email or give us a call with suggestions of who you would like to see us interview. Maybe you're dying to hear us grill somebody from BF Goodrich or Smitty Built. Maybe you've always had a question for somebody from Rusty, Rusty's Off-Road or Poison Spider. Either way, it's time to let us know who you would like to hear next on the Jeep Talk Show interview. Email us at info at jeeptalkshow.com or give us a call at 530-675-4102 night or day with your suggestion and let us know. Now, I'm not saying it's a booked gig or anything, but uh, I did get an email response back from uh, Rough Stuff uh, today. And uh, Rough Stuff is uh, who I got my uh, front and rear diff covers from. Boy, they make some really, really beefy stuff. So uh, hopefully we'll have a, a Rough Stuff interview coming up uh, probably in December. I've got some stuff from Rough Stuff, too. Do you? They really make some beautiful things. Yeah, my, uh, my uh, over-the-axle uh, over panhard bar uh, is, uh, is from Rough Stuff. Okay. Uh, I'd like some of those uh, custom axles uh, that they build that... Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
God. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's just uh it's like sex, you know, you just see this stuff and it's it's just oh god, I have it. Oh, I, that I just want to touch it. I just want to touch yeah. it and paint it. <laughs> All right. Well uh <laughs> so uh, we have another Wrangler Extreme. Uh Nate's going to give us part four of Jeeping with kids. And this time it's exposure. And I got to say, when I read this, uh, this, uh, this little, uh, title that he came up with, I had a little flashback of Prince Hansen and, uh, in, uh, to catch a predator, but I don't think that has anything to do with that. No. And I'm wondering why Nate's exposing himself to kids. That's just, <laughs> there you go. There you go. You got what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nate. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Nate will be calling us. Nate will be calling us on speak pipe. <laughs> no, he will never be calling us again. That's no, 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 like, no. That's no, no. Nate, uh, Nate will definitely call us and he'll call us on speak pipe and Nikki G will be pissed that it works for Nate. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jeepers, it's Nate with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. On tonight's installment of the Jeeping with Kids series, we're going to talk a little bit about exposure to the elements and preparedness. Ah, okay. In most cases, an adult's skin has been conditioned by all the things that life has thrown at it over the years. Kids, on the other hand, have new, young skin that hasn't seen much exposure, so they burn and freeze a lot easier than adults do. That sun that doesn't seem to bother you very much might be burning your kid's skin, and that brisk December morning on the trail might might be bearable for you and frostbite to your three-year-old. Most parents know this already, but it's still worth mentioning. Anyone who's wheeled with me for for any amount of time knows that I prefer to take out my Jeep with as little enclosure as possible. For me, a day in the woods in the Jeep is just like a day in the woods on, on foot. You just want to experience what's around you. So the tops usually strip down to a safari top and the doors are sitting way back at camp. Weather permitting, of course. But when my kids are with me, I usually tend to keep the windows in in the back. Maybe the doors are off, but the goal here is to keep them from getting hit with debris and cut down on the on dust for their little lungs. And, of course, to keep them out of the direct sun. Like I said, the sun a sunburn can be a lot worse for kids than it can be for some adults. Another important thing for you and for your kid, for that matter, is hydration. Kids need water. We usually bring a few sugary drinks along because, let's face it, kids just love that kind of stuff. But mostly, what we have in the cooler is water. I always keep a few MREs packed away in my trail kit, too. I don't generally wheel in places where help is very far away, but it's still comforting to know that I've got some emergency food in there if I really, really need it. The bottom line is that when your kids or your whole family are along, you need to prepare for more than just you. You need to make sure you have supplies for everybody. That means blankets, that means food, that means water. You know, in case there is some sort of an emergency where you end up stranded in, in a park or, or out in the wilderness overnight. All right, I think that about covers it. So that's it for tonight's edition of Wrangler Extreme. Thanks for listening. If you've ever uh, survived a night on a box of Teddy Grahams with your three-year-old looking at you uh, with the evil look, <laughs> taking this spare food would be an excellent idea. Food is always a good thing with kids. Yeah, it gives them Lots something to do. Snacks. Yeah, yep. give, they, they love, uh, it, well, it's dinner and a show. I mean, you know, they're, they're out there having fun and uh, having a snack. Who wouldn't like that? All right, I'm sure we'll have uh, more coming up from Nate in the future. And uh, next week, we'll have more from Steve, another part on uh, airing down. So uh, look uh, forward to that on episode uh, 308. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. 
And for all of our new listeners out there, if you don't know what the 4x4 Radio Network is, well, it is the one place on the web where you can get all of those off-road podcasts in one place. Absolutely free. No sign-up, guys. It's all right there. Easy to use, easy to play. And you can find out more about the 4x4 podcast there, the Center Steer podcast, the Trail Chasers podcast. We're there, too. you got to go check it out. 4x4radionetwork.com. Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Man, shut up, Shane. Hey, <laughs> shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Hey, guys. So during Women's Wheeling Day, I was lucky enough before we went um, on our little off-road trip, I attended a recovery class with Nora 4x4. Um, they're the Northeast Off-Road um, group that we interviewed Anyway, it was an advanced winch and high lift class, and I learned some really helpful tips about recovery. John, our instructor, you know, he was an amazing teacher. He's an I4WDT4 wheel drive certified trainer. Um, he gave us lots of tips to take home with us, and one of those tips he recommended was when we got home was to check our recovery gear. And it wasn't just to check your recovery gear to make sure, you know, there's no rips or tears or anything. He said we need to make sure that the equipment we have is properly rated um, for our vehicle. And, of course, you know, it's in good condition. So I was like, gosh, how do you tell if your gear is good to go? Well, first, there's quite a bit of recovery gear you can get. There are shackles, recovery straps, toe straps, tree savers, snatch straps, winch extension straps, soft shackles. These are a lot of S's here, folks. Snatch block. To Those are just to name a few. But what I'm going to talk about right now are just the shackles and the recovery strap for this edition of Wrangler Talk. Um, most of your recovery straps and ropes, they come with warning tags on them that include information such as the strap type, the rated cap capacity, the material type, and precautions. And I have an ARB recovery tree trunk protector, and I wasn't quite sure what the 12,000 kg meant. And of course, kg is kilograms, I knew that. But what does that mean? Well, John tells me it says the minimum, <clears throat> John explained it that the tree trunk protector can be used with a winch and a pulley block. So a 10,000 pound winch can potentially pull 20,000 pounds. That's why the 1,200 kg or 2,600 pounds protector is good. It doubles your winch's capacity in, a gen in general and is safe. And that's what you want to be when you're doing recovery. You want to be safe. That's the most important thing. So then I went and looked at my shackles. Um, and their shackles are their... People call them D-rings, but they're actually shackles. They are load-rated and should be used for vehicle recovery. Now, you can see this load rating, and they're stamped right on the shackle. It'll be in the form of a WLL, that's Working Load Limit, or SWL, Safe Working Load. Mine had a WLL. Now, shackles with a rating of at least 3.25T should be the minimum and are suitable for attaching one end of a strap. Um, the ones with 4.75 T ratings have a larger eye, and they're more suitable to applications such as the tree trunk protectors 
where two ends of the strap can be fitted into the shackle. Now, you never want to over-tighten your shackle pin either because it forces the forces exerted on the shackle by the recovery vehicle can cause the pin to seize. Now, the correct method is to tighten the pin until it seats, and then you back off the pin approximately a quarter turn. Okay, now let's go to the recovery straps. They're accessories that every off-roader should have in the recovery kit. Now, when making sure your gear is right, it's also important to consider the weight of your vehicle. All recovery straps are rated according to their braking strength, which at a, min- at a minimum should be approximately twice as much as the maximum vehicle weight that it can safely tow. So if your truck weighs 5,000 pounds or your Jeep, you will need a recovery strap that can pull at least double that amount, which is about over 10,000 pounds. Now, there's so many other recovery equipment out there. You really need to check your vehicle's weight. Check your recovery gear to see what um, each of them, their load rating for each of them is. And just make sure you have the proper equipment because you don't want to go out there and not have the proper equipment and somebody getting hurt or something breaking and all that kind of good stuff. So hopefully later I on a later episode of Wrangler Talk I can give you the load ratings for the other recovery equipment. So coming up in just a little bit folks we're going to be talking to Terry Amy from Canadian Jeep Girls. Well look at you Tammy you hate numbers and things and look at you hit just all kinds of numbers in that report. See how that works? Yeah that <laughs> You didn't tell me I'd have to do math, right? <laughs> oh, no. Wait, that, that's oh, no. Josh. I was that's told Josh. there'd be no math. Uh, another yes. <laughs> another anti-math person. You know, algebra I can understand, but basic adding and uh, su- subtracting, uh, you know, I think uh, that's I a basic. Pull off, pull off my socks. <laughs> I got to count some toes. <laughs> yeah, that time so, you got arrested for counting to 21. Uh, yeah. So um, just an interesting thing. Um, a while ago, Josh was mentioning, do you call them shackles, Josh? Um, well, uh, around here, the, the, those recovery points, those, those little things you have in a recovery bag, a number of different names out here, but out here, the most common name that I hear is Clevis or Clevis. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Clevis, D-ring or Shackle, uh, three different names for exactly the same thing. It, I think it's more of a regional thing than anything, but, uh, but who knows? Yeah. It's like soda or pop. Now, yeah. if you say Clevis in, uh, in East Texas, three people in the crowd go, Yeah. Huh? <laughs> no, Cletus, that's Cle- not Cletus. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it worked for the joke. You see, just yeah, go, just play along. <laughs> okay, sorry, Tony. Well, if you guys want to play along, we suggest you guys check out the best source of Jeep tech info, how tos, and a gathering of fellow like-minded Jeepers out on the web. You need to head over to our forum, JeepTalkForum.com. Once there, you guys can engage with other Jeepers, ask questions, get answers to your build questions. You can check out Show and Shine and Off-Road Picks, read about events, modifications, even find a selection of written transcripts right from segments here on the Jeep Talk Show. If you're worried about how you're going to be treated, nah, there's no flaming, no making fun, and of course, no such thing as a stupid question. Whether you're brand new to Jeeping or you're on your seventh Jeep, it doesn't matter. There's something for every Jeeper over at JeepTalkForum.com. Every time you say uh, there's no uh, stupid question, or just I instantly go back to the Henway uh, incident. Oh, for F's sake. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Tony's favorite Jeep talk show podcast. Oh, podcast. God. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, go check out uh, the episode 200 where we, we talk about it and actually replay it. Uh, it happened in the 180s, I think, but uh, I know, I remember 200, we definitely had that on there. So check that out. And if you really want to have fun, go to uh, youtube.com uh, slash Jeep Talk Show and watch episode 200. And you can see uh, <laughs> how how just uh, very upset Tammy was with me. <laughs> I wasn't that upset. <laughs> yeah, but the face, uh, the face yeah. said it all. It was great. All right. Well, let's get it to some reviews now. We We do have a review. I was able yeah, to find it during uh, during uh, Tammy's uh, dissertation there. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have a, an awesome five-star review, guys. And if you would like to give us a review or give us a comment, well, pretty much anywhere you can find us on the web, you can have a means to do that, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, heck, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, you know, all that sort of stuff. You guys can find a way to give us a review and leave a comment. And somebody did that very same thing. Got one here from Slow Pokey. Awesome show. <laughs> Five star review. He must ri- drive a Jeep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He says, great show to listen to at a great show to listen to at a Jeep show in Vegas. SEMA, maybe. I have a green XJ. My boss has a white TJ, and the fab guy has seven red LJs. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez. There you go, Tony. <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> I gotta do it seven times. <laughs> He also runs Las Vegas Rock Crawlers. Check it out on Quadratech Wheelin' Wednesday 61. I'm not sure what that's all about, but uh, Jeep uh, Jeep up the good work, everyone. <laughs> I think that might have been dictated. But nonetheless, uh, Slow Pokey, we thank you for the awesome review. Keep up the uh, keep listening, and uh, we appreciate it. Las Vegas Rock Crawlers. I need to write that one down as a possible interview, Josh. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we'll have to reach out to those guys, see if we can't uh, can't get somebody out here on the show. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I can, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Well, hey, Jeepers, we've had a few real good emails come in over the last week or so with suggestions for topics to cover during our Tech Talk segment. Now, one such email came in asking us to discuss the differences between rock rails and side rails or, or steps, and if they make a difference on-road or off-road, and what the big deal is with these accessories and whether or not they're really needed. So instead of me taking the wheel and chucking more information than you asked for into your ear holes, well, we're going to have an open discussion about this very topic right now. Okay, Tony, so why don't you take the point from here and tell us what the big differences are between steps and sliders or, or rock rails? Well, um, sliders and, uh, or, or, and, and these things with side steps on them, I, I know you can put just side steps on, on a Jeep where they just bolt into the... I don't know exactly where they would uh, where they bolt onto the side of the Jeep, but they hang down. Uh, so the steps are are, are attached to uh, the, in many cases are attached to this bar that runs along the side of your Jeep, much like a slider or maybe even a Nerf bar. Um, they uh, they hang down from the bar. Sliders are generally tucked up higher and don't have steps. So you might say, what's the big deal? Well, number one, the steps are going to hang up on anything that you drive over. Uh, off-road. I mean, if you got the clearance, it's not going to be an issue, but I think we all come upon those situations where we, we don't have clearance and anything oh, yeah. that hangs down lower is going to keep you from going forward and may damage the, uh, the Nerf bar or, or uh, whatever these things are that you have on there. Now, I don't know necessarily what I'm talking about because I don't, I don't ever had one of these things. I've only ever had sliders, something that was made with thick wall tubing 
or uh, the rectangular uh, tubing that has thick wall. And you can, they hold the weight of the Jeep. You can use them as pivot points on trees, for God's sakes. Yeah, you can't do that with Nerf bars, can you? Well, I've seen a few that looked like they tried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. We've all seen those pictures of of like the 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 Smitty built Nerf bars, you know, where they've just been taco to no end. Now, look, those things have been around for a long, long time, and a lot of different vehicles, man, they look actually they look pretty good, especially if you yeah. have you know two bumpers, you know, front and rear. Those those Nerf bars, they kind of all just blend in, and and really, you know, it's it's if you're going just for looks, they can take the cake, you know, but. Uh, but yeah, as far as protection goes, really not up to par. Well, Tammy's actually I, had a run in with this on, on your, uh, your Rubicon, didn't right. you? Right. Yeah. I was, um, going to mention the stock side step of the JKs and JKUs. They're mounted right into the body mounts and they hang really low. They're plastic. Um, and when I bumped into a rock, it tore and pushed up my sidestep. And they're very, if you're going to be doing any sort of wheeling, you really should take them off because the sidesteps can push up into the body of your Jeep. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, it prevents you from being able to open your door. Um, oh, so that, it, looking back, that would have been my first modification I would have made um, after I bought my Jeep. I would just totally take it off. Now, now I said Rubicon. It was the Sahara that had this, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Rub- the Rubicons just have the Ruby rails. They don't have any steps. Um, the Sports don't have any steps mm-hmm. either. Now I've heard that the Ruby rails oftentimes leave a little something to be desired as well. That they that they can't hold up to the some of the punishment like oh. some of the aftermarket stuff can. Do you have anything to say about that, Tammy? Yeah, I the Ruby rails just like a little what two inch piece mm-hmm. of metal that goes right there at the bottom of your door frame. So, um, my would you slide- consider that, would you consider that something that's robust or would you consider that something that uh, should be taken off, taken off immediately? Um, you know, I left mine on because I, ah. you know, I, yeah. And mine are still on with my sliders. Um, they say they do give you some protection. Um, but I would say my sliders, my rock sliders give me the best protection. Actually, I'm going to take my Ruby rails off and sell them. Um, but to do that, I have to take my sliders off um, and just leave my sliders on. Um, I feel that the sliders give you more protection. But yeah. on the other hand, the Ruby rails don't hang. My uh-huh. Any slider you have is going to give you less clearance than the Ruby A rails. A little bit. Right. Yeah, but they, they give Depending you protection. Depending on what kind but right. they give you protection to your body uh, and right. your doors. Uh, I know that I wish I had had some sliders whenever I damaged the, uh, um, what do you call that area just below the door, Josh, on the XJ? That would be the, uh, the, the, geez, now I'm brain farting see, on it too. Yeah, see, uh, I always know it. It's something about this show that makes me nervous and I can't think of it. Uh, it's not the rock rail, but it's the, the area just below the door on the Cherokee. <clears throat> I bent that up really good on a submerged uh, um, tree trunk. Uh, uh, yeah, tree trunk. And yep. uh, had to had to pull the thing out and cover it with metal. So um, basically, I've got I've got a dent on my Cherokee in the same area from a same yeah. thing. It was a hidden stump that yeah. uh, that I didn't see, and this was you know I was out out on some trails that I probably shouldn't have been a little little hard for for uh, for a stock Jeep without any armor or anything on it. And uh, and lo and behold, I, I found a little bit of a rut that was deeper than I thought, and in it it had a bit of a 
stump in there that reached out and and uh, yeah, I put a little dent in the vehicle. I actually, uh, actually cracked my uh, my bushwhacker too, just uh, just a little bit. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I wouldn't give up getting trying to get up that uh, that embankment though. Uh, it was it was my own fault. Even so Tony, what are you what are you running on your Jeep now? What do you what do you have on your Jeep now? I have uh, I have a, a combination slider and frame stiffener uh, from uh, Detours USA, and it, it's a little different than like the TNT. Uh, uh, frame stiffeners that go around the unibody, uh, the, w- w- what you would call loosely the frame, uh, mm-hmm. it, where you have to weld it on. Uh, these are uh, a nice big thick piece of uh, box steel that goes onto the side of the uh, uh, the frame, if you will, and you yeah. put plug welds on there. So it, it 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 attaches, but it's just it's they're easily removable. In other words, now, does it also does it also engage the pinch seam? Yes, no? it, yes, it does. So uh, it see, that's that's a critical thing right oh, there, yeah. Jeepers, and especially for for us unibody uh, Jeep. If anybody's out there, you know, running a Cherokee or an MJ or anything like that, uh, any kind of unibody Jeep. If you're looking for some rock rails out there, the one thing that's going to separate, you know, all the others from the junk is going to be the engagement of that pinch seam. They actually they're going to bolt onto that unibody that the frame part. That's their main mounting point. But then they usually have four or five, maybe even as many as six points where they will mount through that pinch seam and this is where uh the the different thicknesses of metal from the body and the frame and everything all come together and and get pinched on on this one point and and the rail basically mounts and pinches that pinch rail mounts through that with some bolts mm-hmm. and and really helps strengthen up the the edge right there and and uh and everything else that protects the rocker panel and, and all that stuff all in that area and uh and without that basically what you have is a nerf bar yeah, that's that's very true, and and you you need that because you don't want that thing pushing up into the the vehicle. You need to have it uh, where it, it it stays and keeps the because mm-hmm. that's really what you want is you want the ground and everything else not pushing into your vehicle, uh, rocks and whatever it is. So getting back to our original discussion, um, when I see a Jeep or any vehicle with uh, steps, in my mind, I say that's not somebody who uses the the vehicle off road. That is oh, a, a road-only yeah. vehicle, and, right. and I, I don't know that everybody understands that. Now, you know, screw everybody what they think. You should use your Jeep the way you see fit, uh, but I just want to make sure that we inform you that, you know, if you need a step, then get you one that collapses and keep it in the Jeep. I mean, they make them, you know, like 20 bucks from Amazon. They fold up. My wife has one in her TJ. Uh, she doesn't use it for herself, but some some of her friends and stuff have a little trouble getting up into the the, the Jeep with the 33s and a four-inch lift, and she just pulls that thing out. It's not that big. It's just it's plenty enough for people to get up onto the uh, the rock rails that I have on the TJ. Well, and now you guys some, might – go ahead, Tammy. I was just gonna I was just going to say some of the sliders, you, mine, I can use as a step as well yeah if you if you're if your sliders uh some of the some of the more i'm going to say better designed sliders out there will actually protrude out from the vehicle a little bit giving you a little bit more protection laterally giving you something that you could um pivot your jeep against a tree on or something like that even in, in tight mm-hmm. areas they'll they'll stick out that far or i mean don't no, talking yeah <laughs> not talking diving boards here <laughs> off the side of your jeep or anything uh-uh. but you know they, they will have that extra step now there are some other options out there that are kind of hybrids between all these they call them power steps and trust me these are not an alternative for mm-hmm. rock rails if you're looking for something that tucks out of the way 
um, you know, and you're looking at these electrically, you know, motorized steps that as soon as you open the door, they fold down and give you a nice, you know, platform to step on. And then when you close the door, they tuck back up underneath. But the thing is, is that they're usually made out of very thin aluminum. Yeah. And, and although they may have an internal support structure, they cannot support the weight of the vehicle. Uh, and so although they look cool, they have some flash and obviously they function very well. They are not to be used off road. And, and if you have these on your Jeep and you're, and you're looking to, you know, maybe start converting into doing some trails and stuff like that. Uh, trust me, this is going to be oh. one accessory that you want to replace with something that's a little bit more You'll, purpose built. It's a waste of money. You'll be pulling that thing off. And if you don't, uh, it'll be damaged and could cause damage to your Jeep, uh, when it gets damaged. Now well, let's, let's talk, talk about it real quick, Tony. I mean, cause there are people out there who don't ever take their Jeeps off road. They have a Jeep because, Hey, it snows here on occasion. And I like the four wheel drive. I like the additional traction. I like the way that it handles, but the Jeep never sees any trails or anything like that. Now, is that a big, I mean, you know, is if they don't ever do any wheeling or anything like that, you know, it, maybe the steps are a good option for them. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, and again, you should do what you want to do with your Jeep. I just want there to make sure go. we educate everybody that, uh, that w one of the things that I have found, and, and this may not be 100%, but just uh, what I've seen based on the damage, you may be spending over $300 for this Nerf bar with steps and so on and so forth. And something happens, you get up on something, it may not be off-road even, and it does craters because it's very thin, very light, and you're paying a premium price for something that isn't built very well. It's fine as long as you don't have, uh, you hit a gnat at, uh, five, at 50 miles an hour, uh, it's, it's cool. Um, and you never know if you're in an emergency situation when you may need to go up and over something. You have a vehicle that's capable of that. You have a vehicle that has the clearance to do that. It may even be saving your life, but in the process, you can't get over it because you have these steps hanging down step for a, a two door or even steps for a four door. I see these things and I think to myself, that's going to screw you up. Uh, come sooner or later, it's going to cause you an issue. It, it hopefully it's not going to make you where you, uh, where you have to abandon your, your normally go anywhere vehicle. Yeah. And if there's, you know, um, a pack of midgets running around and they need to go underneath a vehicle Zombies. real quick, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying <laughs> a pack of midgets. So Tony, uh, let me, let, let me, let me ask you both a, a question here real quick. This goes out for both of you guys here. If you were to do it all over again, like you just bought the Cherokee, Tammy, you just bought your JK. Would you do the same setup that you're running right now? Yes. I think I would go with uh, red on everything. I would go ahead and paint the sliders <laughs> and the, <laughs> and the bushwhackers and the bumpers red. Uh, that all red. Ah, oh, man, it's just really nice. Uh, the only thing I think I would have done, done differently is got the the sliders sooner. Because uh, uh, even though I've uh, I've taken care of the uh, the rock uh, the, the the rock panel damage, I know it's still there, and I wasn't able yeah. to get get it all the way out. But I I did cover it with some uh, some nice plating, so it looks fine. Now that's this yeah. is one of the things that I've I've said for a long time that that as far as accessories go on when when you're in the midst of customizing your Jeep I mean one of the very first things that you do recovery points if you're planning yes. on going off road recovery points is number one the very second thing that that should be put on that Jeep is going to be rock rails because this is the number one most used piece of armor on any off road vehicle yeah. I don't care what kind of trails you're hitting or whatnot these rail you you surprised. 
just a little rise, a little bump in the road, how fast that ground can come up to your, to your rocker, to your rocker panels. And, and before you know it, you could be on a stump or, or on a rock and you had no intention of being there. Your line kind of shifted. You had some wheel spin or, or, you know, you ended up in a place that you weren't intending to. And all of a sudden, bam, body damage because you didn't have armor. That's why I say these rock rails are so important to have on any off-road vehicle. Uh, I, I would say, um, could, you could call them sliders and rails. That's sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I, w- I would say the, the first thing I would have done differently, like I said before, is take the side steps off. But definitely, um, actually, my sliders were my second thing. My front bumper with recovery points was the first. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I love the best out of them is the sound they make when they're oh. scraping over the rocks. Oh, <laughs> and the first time I heard that, I'm like, oh, my God, what is that? <gasps> What's but that? Now, yeah. Now I no, love it is a little bit of peace sound. of mind, though, isn't it? It, it is a little yeah. bit of peace of mind, yeah. though, isn't it, Tammy? Because you know that, okay, I'm hearing my armor doing its job. I'm hearing my body being saved from that investment that I have bolted on the side of my right. Jeep. You know, that it's, it's, I can, I can feel what you're talking about there a little bit. I, it's, it's, it is kind of a bit of a nails on a chalkboard sound. You know, it's not exactly something right. that you want to listen to in your headphones all day long, but it is one of those things to where, you know, it's, oh yeah, you know, that's, here, that's I my know, Jeep like, and yeah. it's, it's getting rugged really in here. It. Yeah. So really I, 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 I feel you on that one. Absolutely. Well, and to wrap up, I think everybody understands this, but just in case you don't, when I say hung up, if you, if you have this step that is, you know, maybe seven inches wide, but, and it drops down a good three or four inches, uh, when I say hung up, you're going, the front tire goes up and over the obstacle and you don't, you can't slide along with the, the rail or the sliders over that thing as it comes back up. It, it actually would stop you from going forward because of this piece, this hunk of metal that is a step that's hanging down. So what or you, it's going to rip right off. That was going to be the other thing I was going to say. Or it's going to fold up like a, a cheap piece of tin. So probably for another 100 bucks of what you would normally pay for these cheap metal things, you can get an actual honest-to-goodness uh, rail that's very substantial and or sliders that are very substantial, and it will save you a lot of headache in the future, which might include uh, having to get your high-lift jack out and get your get the step off of the obstacle, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, if you have a question about Jeep tech, mods, electrical, anything Jeep-related, or maybe you just need advice on a build, shoot us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line, Tech Talk. And we'll answer your question directly, and we may even select your question to air here on the show. This is Zach from CNM Jeeps. This is Lisa Simon from Trim Perfect. This is Alan Peterson with Painless Performance Wiring. This is Amy from TNA Decal. This is Neil from SFJ4x4.com. This is Randall Spear, Motorsports Manager from Dana Aftermarket. This is Paul Wolf from ENI USA RM. I'm John Eastmore from Black Forest. This is Nathan Leahy from Mickey Thompson Tires and Wheels. And you're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. And a nice big Jeep wave goes out to all of our friends and fans in the off road industry. We thank you for your support. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. 
All right, boys and girls, we got another great interview for you guys tonight. Uh, we're talking to Terry, and uh, you uh, you may know her or come to know her uh, here very soon as uh, one of the Canadian Jeep girls. And uh, Terry, thank you a lot for uh, being with us tonight. Thank you for having me. So, uh, and Tammy, thank you for being with us tonight. I mean, I yeah, just I know. assume everybody knows you're here too, but uh, it just right. dawned on me they they may not. We get so used to doing things every week, we we sometimes forget to do the niceties. Uh, first okay. off, let's get with uh, where you're from and uh, tell us what you do up there besides uh, freeze all the time. Yeah, mm. uh, Ontario, Canada, <laughs> and I'm a stay stay at home mom. <laughs> Oh, yep, that was that was me uh, about a year and a half ago. I was a stay-at-home mom yeah. for 16 years. Yeah. Well, I'm also so, recovering at home, so I just never know how to explain it to people. <laughs> it's easier if I just say stay-at-home mom. <laughs> right. So <laughs> what are you recovering from? Uh, Near-fatal car accident. Oh my oh, wow. goodness! I didn't realize that uh, you were still having uh, complications with that. But we'll get to get with that. Uh, get more into that to here in a little bit. So uh, you said you're you're. I think you said in uh, the pre-interview, maybe you just said it, uh, that you're you're now in Ontario. Uh, where were you from before? Uh, we lived in Alberta for seven years. That's where I started Canadian Jeep Girls. Oh, okay. So that's uh, that's two towns or two yeah two towns two cities I know of uh, in Canada. So I think you've named all of them now uh, that I know. <laughs> What? Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, two provinces, that's it. Yep, and so you're a, a stay-at-home uh, mom, and uh, you, uh, you do have a Jeep, correct? Yes. So you got it, you got to tell us. 2012 Jeep Wrangler. All right, is it, a, is it a JK or a JKU? JK. Two-door, Tammy, see? Yeah. <laughs> well, because I, I like it because when I went my first time off-roading, um, trying it out, I didn't like the four-door because it got hung up easier. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, especially if you're in making lots of tight turns. Yeah. Well, when we were four-by-fouring in the mountains in Alberta, yeah, you get hung up a lot. <laughs> I bet. Uh, it really has to do with the uh, being able to get up and over. Now, have you done the lift and the larger tires on it? No, because my legs don't work properly, so trying to climb in and out, I can't. When I do get a lift... I have to get the air lift so I can drop it back down. When well, I'm that done. makes sense. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that would really help with the uh, the getting hung up if you, uh, you of right. course, if you raise the bottom of the Jeep up the longer, yeah, see, the longer I Jeep. Just lift it up more. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, you don't have that biggest problem since you have the two door. Uh, but uh, that's great. So, all right, this is the 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 question everybody wants to hear. Mm -hmm. uh, is it standard or automatic? No, Unfortunately, I have to go with automatic, but I really, <laughs> really miss my manual. <laughs> Tammy was making faces because she was expecting the question. Okay, what color is it? <laughs> Black. See, Tony? Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> you seem like such a nice person for an interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Terry. That was the wrong answer. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Ter Terry is just like... Every other awesome black Jeep owner, we just know what the right yeah. color is for so, Jeep. So really, there was no red one available at the time is probably the issue, right? Yeah. No. Well, because I just wanted to start with basic black because then I can do whatever accent color I want. Right. Oh, are you exactly. doing accents on it? I mean, Tammy's doing the purple stuff. You're going to like this. <laughs> oh, My accents are all red. There you go. <laughs> ah. So she's... The sh 
getting them both in. <laughs> yes, there we go. Yeah, you so, you survived. That's good. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, so let's get into the the, the negative Nelly stuff. Uh, you had uh, a bit of an accident. Uh, how long ago? Uh, December two thousand nine. So almost eight years ago. Oh my goodness! That just that's horrible. It's it's causing you this much issue this 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 long into it. Uh, so yeah. tell us, tell the audience what what happened. So I was in a near fatal car accident. Um, in Alberta, we get Chinooks, so the temperature goes up to the plus 20s during the day. And then when the Chinook's gone, it drops back down to minus 40. So you can imagine all the snow f- melts, and then when it hits minus 40, again, it all freezes. So I'm merging onto the highway and hit black ice. And I skidded across all southbound lanes, through the median, to the middle northbound lane, oh hit the tail end of a semi. Oh. I hit him so hard, I knocked the tires off the axle, and then it spit me back out to the median. Wow. I was in a little tracker sidekick. Uh, there wasn't a lot left of her. Oh, <laughs> she was my puddle jumper. Um, and I was 45 minutes in the vehicle um, waiting for the STARS helicopter to come and get me. Um, Apparently, I was awake and talking, and um, they were nervous because my booster seat, my son's booster seat, was on the ground of in front of the vehicle, so they had to find out whether or not I had a child with me, oh, so they knew yes. whether or not to dig in the snow. Um, thankfully, I was by myself, but when all was said and done, um, I died a few times on the table. Um and I was two weeks in a medicated coma while they fixed my left ankle. Um, both femurs had to be put plates on them. My right hip had to have a plate put in. My pelvis had to have a plate put on the front and a screw in the back. Um, my stomach was torn open three quarters, so they had to clean out all the glass and metal from my, oh my God. insides. God. Um, I broke seven or eight ribs, fractured the rest of them, bruising my lungs. I broke my right eye socket, so they had to put a piece of metal under my eye. And uh, I broke a, my nose, and I broke a bone at the base of my skull, so I had to wear a neck brace for 18 weeks in a day. Holy cow. So when I was wow. in the hospital originally... I had like nine or 10 surgeries to correct everything and, and get me mobile again. Um, a year and a half later, they discovered that my left femur wasn't healing properly. So they had to go back in Jeez. and put a new plate on. And then I complained about the left ankle enough that they agreed that they'd go in, do exploratory surgery and discovered that uh, two years of me driving a, manual tj um with a broken ankle (laughs) pushing on the Uh clutch was not the best thing to be doing (laughs) so i broke two titanium screws and the bone had not healed so they had to replate it and um uh, bone graft it and then another year later it still hadn't healed so they did a fusion where they fused my whole ankle bone and then we moved 
back to Ontario so we could be closer to family where I got the strength up to say just amputate the foot because it still hadn't healed. And then just a month ago, I found out that my right hip needs a full hip replacement and the plate and screw on my pelvis have broke. Oh my so God. I don't know if they want to go in and take the metal out or if they want to redo it or what the plan is, but I'm trying to swallow that big bleeping pill. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, wow. I would imagine just uh, uh, coming to the conclusion that you needed to have your foot amputated was a very hard pill to swallow because nobody wants to lose a body part. No, it was, it took me over a year to be able to say it out loud. Um, and then it took wow. me a good four or five months to tell my husband and my family that that's what I had chosen. And to be honest, everybody almost was worried that I'd regret it. I think they were waiting for after the surgery for me to say, you know, what did I do? Right. But I can tell you it's been a year and a half, two, almost two years now. In March, it'll be two years. Um, best decision I made. Excellent. It was like dropping an anchor. Like I just, it was holding me back. Mm -hmm. I couldn't mm -hmm. move forward because they constantly had to do surgeries on it. So at least if I gave, I gave it up, then I can worry about fixing everything else. Wow. I'm, I'm at a loss. <laughs> That's such how a shame. You, how you went through all that is amazing. It's amazing um, you survived. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. uh, if you're having uh, yeah. still issues to, to, to this day. So uh, yeah. I would assume that uh, the amputation uh, took away a lot of the pain after you got healed up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one, it was from what descriptions I've heard from some doctors, it was like I had neuropathy. Basically, all the nerves in my foot were on fire constantly. Oh, my goodness. And then oh, yeah, when I'd try to fun. walk on it, the broken bone would add to that. Yeah, being so in pain like that is I not was, a good thing. Mm -mm, no. Yeah, so I was very, very happy to to just be done with it so I don't have to struggle anymore. And you should see the doctors when I go in. They call I call them minions, but they're not minions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the, like, teaching class of so people. they're they're yellow and pill shaped right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so i i say they bring their minions in but really they're not minions and the i'm interns. sure they take offense if they heard me <laughs> right but <laughs> they won't hear every you. doctor is like fascinated as soon as they see my uh, chart they call it my encyclopedia because of how many like surgeries and injuries that i've had and still to this day, I'm learning things, learning injuries that I didn't know I had. Like it took me three years to find out I had a broken nose. It took me seven years to finally see an x-ray of my face to see the metal thing under my eye. Like I, I'm still learning. <laughs> I, I would imagine a lot of the, uh, the beginning was, uh, is just a blur. Yeah. It, it was mostly shock because they told my husband everything they were doing because I was in a medicated coma and I understood, like I counted how many staples the nurse took out of me. It was well over a hundred. 
not cluing in that those staples were hiding what they fixed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I didn't, I didn't wrap my mind around the whole thing. Right. So yeah, it's been quite a few years of still adjusting and learning and trying to figure this out. So if it's uh, if, if it's not too much of a personal question, uh, you mentioned that you were you're at home, kind of uh, still recuperating from all this stuff, or at least yeah. the illness uh, associated with it. What are what are you going through now? Right now, I'm because the hip has to re- be replaced. It's getting equal to what the foot was for mm. pain. It's pretty bad. And my pelvis, unfortunately, like the back of my pelvis hurts quite a bit. So 90% of the time I'm in the wheelchair puttering around. Are you it's able to, easier. are you able to get into in a position where the, the pain goes away or is it constant? It's constant. Oh, geez. The only time I really get a break is when I'm in water. Strangely enough, as soon as I, I'm floating in a pool. It's like heaven. I'm not hurting. Well, you need to be up on the International Space Station then. You could be doing science and floating around. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'll go four by fouring on the moon. That'd be perfect. Oh, that would be <laughs> nice. Oh, there you go. I would, uh, I, I would try the quarter grav- gravity. That might uh, that might be enough to help you uh, uh, get rid of some of the pain there too. So uh, mm. I, I just thought I'd mention uh, how amazingly uh, lucky it was uh, I mean, a horrific thing for you to go through, but uh, if you had had, uh, I don't know if you had one child at the time or more, but if you had had your children with you, uh, certainly uh, they, somebody wouldn't have survived. Yeah. yeah. So it just, it's, it's, I mean, if you can put any uh, positive light on this. And of course, there's another positive uh, to this as well, because something came out of this besides uh, all the pain and anguish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I... Um I've always been very fascinated by the Jeep life, like the four by fouring and the camping and the just the Jeep life. Um, I think the word you're looking for is shenanigans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I've always told my husband, well, we've been together since high school. So I've always told him I'm going to own a Jeep. I'm going to own a Jeep. He's a sports, like he's a race car fan. He's not really a four by four fan. So (laughs) we got a lot of cars for him. Mm -hmm. And then we got the little sidekick because she was only $2,000. Oh, wow. And she only had like 100,000 kilometers on her, which is pretty good for a 91, right? So we kind of jumped on that. So she was my, you know, my putter around vehicle. I could go out and most of the jeepers would let me join them just because i have more enthusiasm than most <laughs> oh i think a lot of jeepers like the uh, the little suzuki uh, uh um oh you just said it and i forgot it i've seen those things they're really neat <laughs> yeah. uh they're yeah. they're like a little jeep yep yep and um after the accident my husband came in because it was around christmas he gave me a little dinky car jeep I said, this is the only thing you're driving for a while. Oh, no. Oh. So, <laughs> of course, six, seven months in the hospital and in recovery center, I kept that damn Jeep beside me the whole time. Oh. With like that, you know, I'm going to get there <laughs> in mind. <laughs> and then um, because 
It was weather-related. There was nobody I could really go after for any money. So my insurance was paying my income. But um, because when I was in the hospital, I couldn't do our taxes until I got home and could function and think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I did our taxes for two years and got enough money that I bought a Jeep TJ. Oh, wow. And because was that your first Jeep? Yep. And okay. because I had just had the second surgery on my femur, my left femur, I couldn't drive it. I couldn't even test drive it. Oh, no. So my husband had to drive it home for me. Oh. And the guy that we bought it from had babied it. She'd never been off-roading, never been camping, never been. The only thing he did was put the summer top on and the winter top on. That was the only thing he did. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I'm going to have her off road <laughs> as soon as I can. So he said to send him a picture when I'm able to drive because he was fascinated with my story too. So I got the Jeep. I got all excited that, oh, I finally, I'm, I'm, I can be part of, you know, the Jeep clubs. Well, then the more Jeep clubs I contacted and the more Jeep people that I contacted, men and women can think and love the same thing, but we don't speak the same. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> so I don't know the specs of my vehicle. I don't know the the ins and outs of it. Like, I can get the basic. I can do oil changes and tire changes. Like, I can do the basics, but I'm not going to talk about it. Like, <laughs> that's just not my thing. I would rather talk about where we're going or whatever, Plus, when I was searching for people to hang out with, I was with a walker and crutches and canes. So I wasn't camping. <laughs> right. Which is what most of the people did was they'd go off-roading and camping for the weekend. So I decided I'm just going to create my own Jeep club, call it Canadian Jeep Girl, because there's got to be other mall crawlers around that can (laughs) chill with me until I can go four by fouring. I mean, there is others out there that aren't camping all the time. And now Canadian Jeep girls, I had added an S after about a year because I realized there was more than just one. (laughs) I was just going to say, it sounded like a singular there whenever you said that. So that's, that's great. Yeah. So, now I have seven admins, um, one in PEI, one in um, New Brunswick, three of us in Ontario, one in Alberta, and one in BC. And we all coordinate um, sharing things on the page. And the page on Facebook is up over 47,000. And I have to say 80% is men. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's going to happen, especially if there's a congregation of women. (laughs) Yeah, they're all looking for. (laughs) I hear that it's quite the meat market on Facebook uh, with all the men going after the women. I was I was actually quite surprised. I figured some of that went on. But uh, the amount that I've heard about uh, just people, women complaining about it's just been amazing. So um, so now when you say you have admins and stuff, is is there a website or is it just uh, the Facebook page? They just help with the Facebook page. Um, I do have a website. I haven't been able to keep it going much just because I'm not much of a tech person. 
Um, but I also have Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, almost all social media. Right, but you don't have a uh, like a website, uh, a, a forum, or anything you you uh, that you use. It's uh, social yeah. media is is how you get the word out. Yep. So, what kind of things do you guys do there? I mean, it's always great to have a page and be able to uh, contact people and uh, share information. But uh, do you have like get-togethers or or what kind of things do you do uh, coordinate with that? Uh, for me, I made sure to start doing go topless day every year which is really fun when you're a woman going to ask for donations for going topless. <laughs> <laughs> sure, baby. <laughs> like, I got some ones right here. <laughs> Jeep shirts saying, no, the Jeeps go topless. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a sunburn you don't want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I make sure, um, actually we've done it five years in a row now to do go topless day because I figured with the social media um, advertisements, I can get a lot of people to come. Mm-hmm. So, and my admin from Alberta, she took over, and she ra- she does it better than I do now. Oh, so, even even better. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to start it here. I tried this year, but it was really small. I was only able to raise like four hundred dollars. So. Well, yeah, you have to start someplace. So there's nothing wrong with that. True. (laughs) So uh, uh, just uh, wrapping up uh, the interview here, because we don't want to keep you all night long, although it sounds like we could talk to you forever about this. Uh, So much information, so many things that happened. Uh, How could people reach out to you and uh, and contact you or be uh, uh, contact the group? Uh, The girls at CanadianJeepGirls.ca. Or the Facebook page, Canadian Jeep Girls. So the first one was was an email address, and then the second one is the uh, the Facebook page. And you said you yep. were on Instagram. Uh, how about the Twitter? Um, Pinterest, yep. I, I would assume? Yep, Pinterest also. Uh, the Canadian, <laughs> Canadian Jeep Girls on all those, I would guess. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yep. Our Instagram name is CanadianJeepGirls.ca, and the other ones are just Canadian Jeep Girls. Right. Was there anything else that we uh, we didn't cover that you wanted to mention here real quick? Not that I can think of at the moment. <laughs> well, uh, I just hate that uh, that you had to go through all that, but uh, as is uh, as what happens there quite a bit is that uh, something uh, a tragic something good comes out of a tragedy. At least uh, mm-hmm. you were able to uh, continue on uh, and and get that uh, that first Jeep. Oh, what uh, what color was your TJ and what year was it? Uh, she was green and 97. Okay. Uh, so I would assume it, and, and I'm going to mess you up here. Uh, I'm going to assume it had the uh, the 4.0 liter uh, inline six. Yes. Okay. Well, see, you know, you know some of those numbers. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I know them. I just not, that's not my go-to conversation. Does oh, yeah. Sense? No, no, it does. Because <laughs> my 12, she has the Pentastar engine. So I can keep up with anybody on the highway now. <laughs> well, the uh, the six uh, does. I mean, the four point uh, six uh, cylinder does very very good, depending on how you uh, how, how you have it set up. But that that goes along the lines of what, what you were talking about uh, talking about the, all the the technical ins and outs. 
Um, well, uh, we had, uh, for all you guys wondering, uh, listening, wondering what happened to Tammy, we had a bit of a technical situation occur while, the, while we were doing the interview. So, uh, trying to get the, uh, trying to get Tammy back on here, but uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the interview and, uh, Terry, thank you so much for, uh, for making time to be with us here tonight. And, uh, hopefully it wasn't nearly as nerve wracking as you were concerned that it was going to be. <laughs> no, thankfully it was pretty good. See, thank you. see everybody worries. <laughs> Everybody, and I'm, I'm serious, everybody gets nervous about doing this, and it's just mm-hmm. a conversation. True. Very true. All right. Well, thank you, very, thank you again very much, and I'll thank you for Tammy that will be back with us here very shortly. Yeah, thank you. You have a great night. Hey, I want to give a big thanks again to Terry, Amy, for taking the time to talk with us about Canadian Jeep Girls and uh, tell the stories. All Good stuff right there. Good interview, guys. Really appreciate it all the time. It was so uh, so sad to hear everything that uh, that uh, uh, Terry went through, Tammy. But at least uh, some good things came out of it. Yes, yeah, definitely shocking. I had no idea. And if you're thinking back and you you're going Canadian Jeep Girls, that sounds familiar. We did interview another person from Canadian Jeep Girls, Natasha. Uh, probably uh, maybe 10, 15 shows ago, uh, and she wasn't was- that on the Jeep Talk Colin show. Uh, was it? Yeah, it certainly was as we were doing interviews yeah. on there. So, uh, if you, uh, if you uh, never listened to one of the Jeep talk call-in shows, you should, I can't remember if we got any calls in on that one or not, Tammy, but, uh, it's always possible. Yeah. I, I think didn't her husband call in giving her grief. <laughs> we, oh. didn't, we didn't, he was in chat. Uh, she, yeah. Oh he, yeah, that's right. He oh, was, that's what it was. He was yeah. she gave him grief saying he didn't know yeah. how to work on vehicles. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Man card rejected. Below the belt. Yeah. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. Holy crap. No speak pipe button this week. Why do they mock me so? Oh, I think I had it one week. Nate. I know you took it and you're hiding from me. I'm watching you, man. You're on my list. Anyhow, now I'm off my game. Uh, I had a question about the speedometer table. If, uh, if I get the speedometer information off of a gear off the transfer case, what does a two-wheel drive Cherokee get us from? Oh, yeah. And I know what you're thinking. And I have no idea that if hot dogs and bologna are the same meat, why do we eat one cold and one hot? It's beyond me. It's it's all lips and assholes anyhow. (laughs) But back on topic, uh, what kind of idiot would buy a two-wheel drive Cherokee? And it's it's not even a real Cherokee. It's like a quasi-Jeep. And, uh, oh, on a similar note, yeah, I guess I just bought a two-wheel drive Cherokee. And it's red. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, man, I'm going to go look for the speak pipe. I, I bet it's in the closet. I hate going in there. All right, boys and girls, I'll uh, catch you later. You have a good one. Bye. Yeah. I once, know there's, a, there's an out of the closet joke in there somewhere. I was going to say, but, once you come uh, out of the closet, you never want to go back in, Nikki G. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, boy, the uh, Nikki G's gonna listen to that. He's gonna be apologizing next week for the audio quality. <laughs> we got to get somebody out there to give him a tutorial. Okay, this is how you, this is where it is. Here's the button. No, I'm just kidding. To, to, and I and I appreciate all our Apple listeners, 
but Nikki G, switch over to Android. <laughs> and then you'll be able to use, you won't have to worry about the different versions of iOS coming out and screwing up uh, SpeakPipe. So, uh, you know, do you, you don't have to be, uh, what do they call it, slave to fashion. Uh, get you, get you something that, uh, get you an old person's phone, get an Android or a jitterbug. Well, it's time for Jeep Mama's product review. In case you didn't yeah, know, yeah, what we got I'm, this week? Is it? Yeah. I was looking for a uh, a thing to play. I was going. Oh, no, what is that? I didn't we know. don't. We don't have one. Oh, gee, um, you need to get on the stick. Yeah, in case you guys don't know, I'm Jeep Mama. Um, and back on episode 182, um, I did a product review on these paracord zipper pulls. Now, I know Tony is a lot more craftier than myself, and he makes his own um, paracord stuff, crafts, I guess. No, I make the girls do it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, if you have a soft top, you know this is a must-have because the little zipper metal poles that Jeep has, they're just not big enough, um, and my hands are not strong enough to pull the zippers around. Sometimes it's really hard to... Well, they're, th- to they're thin, too. It's really hard right. to grip. There's not a lot to grip yeah. there. So I came across this guy on Twitter, um, at JeepJKGuy on Twitter, and he's top zip paracord products. Anyway, he makes these really cool paracord zipper pulls, and they extend um, your zipper to give you more grip, and and you can actually put your whole hand around it. Um, so I bought four black paracord zipper pulls from him. And then I realized like a year later, like, oh, my God, he makes them in different colors. Uh-huh. I need to get purple. Oh, uh, so, yeah, you do. Yeah. So I ordered some new ones. And these are like new and improved. The paracord uh-huh. where it's it's weaved is a little longer. And then the string, the, the paracord part that you tape, take in through the zipper is longer so it's easier to pull it through and the funny thing that I wanted to share with you guys is when I went to replace these I remembered I had originally bought four black ones I only have three black ones now and I know you guys are going to make fun of me for this but somebody took one of my zipper pulls. There's a D-ring out there with a zipper and, pull on it. No. And <laughs> zipper pulls do not come loose and fall off. So somebody did steal them. But so anyway, the good news is, so if anyone out there has one black zipper pull and needs three more, give me a uh, email. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there's, uh, there's somebody in uh, Tammy's house right now going, take all my damn... Uh, <laughs> Legos. Take I'll all take my you. damn Legos. I'll teach you. I'll steal your D-ring and a and one zipper pull just to drive you nuts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just think these are a must-have if you have a soft top and you want to get topless really quick and easy. Um, these zipper pulls work really good. You can just go over to at JeepJKGuy on Twitter and um, give him a little tweet. And he's with Top Zip Paracord Products. Or I'm sure if you go on YouTube, you could probably just search on how to make your own paracord zipper pulls. Um, I don't know. For me, it's easier just to have someone else do it. Yeah, and make sure that uh, you let him know that uh, you heard it, heard about it on the Jeep Talk Show. There you go. 
Well, let's see. Yeah, you know, I got a set of, uh, I didn't get them from uh, from this guy, but I did get a set of those uh, to go on Susie's uh, TJ. And uh, since I do the uh, the taking off of the top uh, all the time and putting it back on, uh, it made a big difference. So, uh, although I think the, uh, I think the ones that you have are a little longer, the ones I was, I was looking for some that were longer so that would fit in your whole hand. These are kind of short, uh, makes it nice while it's on there. Now I have been working in my spare time coming up with a, a pulley system that you can actually use your winch on the front of your Jeep to help pull the zippers oh. nice and taut. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He just hook up the pulleys, put it Minimum on the zipper. Eight thousand pound winch rating required. <laughs> yeah. Right, Zip. it comes just all the way, all the way. You just got to be able to get off that that button in time. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to see a video. Somebody's <laughs> out there. You know, they got their Bubba rope tied to their little tiny zipper pull, and they got like, five guys yanking on it. You know? <laughs> actually, that, you need a buddy. Yeah, you need a buddy yeah. with a jeep and a winch. It makes it real simple. That would be funny. Uh, that would actually make a funny video. <laughs> Oh, such great news, Josh. I'm so happy for you. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Yay. I got head. Well, I got a head, I should say. And uh, some parts, too. That's right. Well, guys, uh, last week I um, I got the phone call and things were done. As you guys know, um, the <laughs> yeah. uh, the head on my the four liter head on my uh, on my Cherokee uh, took a crap on me, um, took a bunch of stuff out with it. And, uh, and well, it, it needed some, I needed some serious engine work done at this point. So the head came off, uh, took some time, uh, getting there. And of course took some time finding the right shop to do it. And I got to give a shout out again to D and D machine out here in Portland, Oregon, uh, who really took care of me by doing some amazing work. Uh, what they did for me was not only did they do a full pressure test Magnaflux on this, on this head to make sure that it was crack free, um, and held pressure just fine. Uh, but they did some light porting and polishing for me as well. Not a full port and polish because I really didn't want to change um, the displacement or, or, or move my torque down or, or move my torque anywhere in the uh, RPM range. Um, so, you know, they they did a really good job of asking me the right questions, having the conversation with me about, you know, what I've done to the Jeep so far, what sort of mods and, and everything else and what I'm trying to get out of this. But they also did a full rebuild on on the Jeep. They uh, went completely completely through all of the seats and the guides and everything like that. New springs on this thing, um, and completely did a full refresh, cleaning on it, and a fresh coat of paint job, a bead blast. I mean, the whole nine yards. It's so pretty. And not only that, but they went out of their way to extend to me their wholesale buying power for my head gasket. Um, for my push rods and lifters as well. Uh, and it's all this stuff. So they, they really did, did right by me as far as I'm concerned, you know? So, um, I've been telling all my Jeep buddies about this and they are absolutely beside themselves because a lot of these guys have paid twice as much for the same amount of work. And don't get me wrong. These guys didn't do me any favors. This is just everyday pricing here, you know? So it wasn't like, you know, oh, because, you know, I'm some fancy talk show host or anything like that. No, nothing like that, guys. <laughs> Who? Trust me. They had never heard of the Jeep talk show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it had nothing to do with any of that. These guys just plain and simply do amazing work at in incredibly competitive prices. And I'm more than happy uh, to recommend them and give them a shout out. D&D Machine. Portland, Oregon. If you have a Jeep, you're in the Oregon area. You need a quality machine shop to rebuild your head. Don't think of anybody else. Go to D&D Machine. They really know their stuff and they take care of their customers. Now, I did tell them 
that I had no time frame on this. And so, yes, it was about three months that they had my head. And a lot of people can't wait that long, you know, aren't willing to, you know, wait around that long to get this kind of work done. I was. I, I didn't have any time frame. And I, I didn't need my Jeep back right away. I've, you know, got the other vehicle and everything. So um, I, I wasn't concerned about that. And I think that might have been you know, a little bit more of, uh, incentive for them to go above and beyond in which they certainly did. So uh, I couldn't be happier. Um, I got a, I got a special tool that I ordered to remove the, uh, the hydraulic lifters from the block, um, without, you know, completely, you know, disassembling things and whatnot. Um, the last thing that I need to get is a timing chain and, uh, a timing chain kit. And, uh, that'll go on and this thing will be ready to bolt back together. So what I'm thinking is that, uh, I'm looking at by the end of the year is what I'm thinking of Woo. here. So yeah, I'm hoping by Christmas, uh, but by the end of the year, I got a couple of uh, long weekends, uh, coming up in the next couple months. So I'll be able to get some good work done and whatnot, but I want to take a moment right now. Just everybody that's in the sound of my voice right now that, that helped me out on, on the GoFundMe that, that volunteered that, that, you know, sent some money in that donated and everything. I can't thank you guys enough. I couldn't have gotten this work done. I couldn't have sourced these parts without your guys's help. And I, I couldn't be more proud to be a part of the show and to be a part of the Jeep world. And I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't any, uh, it wasn't any, uh, you know, like a tragic, uh, uh, health scare or anything like that. It was just a Jeep guy that I uh, had a Jeep down for a year and, uh, but due to circumstances needed a little help and you guys came through and I also really appreciate it. Uh, it's going to help you guys out too. Cause, uh, you know, Josh actually gets out there in wheels, uh, in, I mean, I can't remember how many times you were turned away while you were taking the Honda out to the uh, off-road park. <laughs> So, not You're not bringing that thing around here, son. <laughs> so now, now he'll be able to go in there with uh, with pride and uh, uh, talk Indeed. to people and uh, get us some uh, some interest. And if nothing else, just have some interesting stories about what he broke while he was out there. Ah, yes, because there has <laughs> there has been a fair amount of that over the years as well. Oh, there's there's got to be there's got to be damage. Oh, I got some carnage stories for you guys. You betcha. One of these days, we'll have to sit around the campfire and and talk about some carnage. Oh, a campfire show. There we go. So, Tammy, what do you got going on? Well, um, if you guys are following me on social media, you will have seen that I have purple hair. Permanent purple hair. That's just a wig. Hair. No. <laughs> well, the, when I went to the Vikings-Redskins game, yes, that was a wig. Ah. But the whole underneath my hair is purple. Oh, wow. Everyone, Everyone's like, are you a Ravens fan? And I'm like, No. I'm a Vikings fan, but I didn't color my hair because of that. But anyway, just had to match my Jeep. Um, so I have a lot of stuff on my Jeep to-do list. I still have to put those rear seat incline mounts in. Oh, I thought you already did that. Um, no, it's just, you know, life gets in the way, right? Yeah. Um, I need to readjust my tire deflators because I think I'm going to start wheeling at 15 now. Um, so I got to work on that this weekend because what what have you been wheeling yeah, at? Tammy, if you don't mind me asking, eighteen. Okay, that's you know eighteen yeah. to fifteen. Not a not a huge. I'd I, I'd recommend going down a little bit lower even. Yeah, I, that's what everyone says. Well, I'd say go down to twelve. Do your do okay. you, try your fifteen and see what that does for you. You don't have to jump down there uh, immediately. I mean, you know, that's uh, true. This is true. You could uh, and, uh, you could always adjust on the trail too and go back right. over something uh, and see right. what if you could tell the difference between the fifteen and the twelve. Yeah, good right. point. 
Um, and then I'm I'm excited. I got I won a gift certificate at Women's Wheelin, so I bought a, a new Molly bag. And I didn't realize this, but Bartek they make Molly bags too. Oh, very so good. So I'm gonna add that to my my collection. Um, and then I'm waiting for I filled out my little fire extinguisher recall form. And I'm waiting for them to send me a new fire extinguisher because um, if you guys didn't hear what two episodes ago Josh mentioned about um, the kitty fire extinguishers, there's been a huge recall. So go over to their website and check it out. Then I realized we have fire extinguishers all over the house. Oh, boy. And, yeah, we have another one that was recalled. So I filled out the form. So I'm waiting for two. Um, Are you going to have to send, and- send anything in or do you know yet? They said to don't throw away your old one. I'm sure they're going to send a box and you reship it back to them. That's going to be my guess. I, I'd want it back to keep any more uh, uh, injuries or deaths from occurring. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then I, I know I shared with you guys that I bought the Bartek um, fire extinguisher mount. Well, my three pound fire extinguisher doesn't fit in it. So now I'm going out looking for a two and a half pounder and um brian i don't know if you guys remember we interviewed him from carolina trails off road i think i said it right mm-hmm. he said that they have some cheap walmart fire extinguishers, not cheap as in there inexpensive fire extinguishers that do perfect for um off-roading you know jeep fire extinguishers um at walmart so I'm going to go try to find that link and I'll share it with you guys when I oh, figure it good. out. Hey, Tammy, real quick, let me ask you a question uh-huh. about your recall procedure, where you went and how you filled things out and all, all that sort of stuff. I'm not asking for personal information, but just walk me through your recall process because I did not have an easy time with mine. Yeah, it it took me a while to figure it out, but I went to, um, I'm trying to go there right now, to um, Kitty recall i just googled kitty recall yeah and um, and you you went through their official online recall through their website yes. and all that sort yeah. of stuff so and i did actually, as well yeah but I, I don't know if you did it after after i did mine last week i think i did mine uh well it was two weeks ago so it was right, right. after uh episode 305 uh, is when I did it because I reported what my findings were on on episode three hundred six. Right, um, and I I was not able to get confirmation. Things did not go well for me. I, I it, it kind of seemed like it just sort of stopped through the middle of the process, and I never found out if I if things went through or not. And so, and every time that I've called, it, it's been you know way too long of a wait time, and I don't right. have the time to sit on hold all day long. So maybe it's something I need to go back and retry mine online. Right. Uh, because now, it sounded like you had a little bit more luck than I did. Yeah, if you go to their website, kitty.com. K-I-D-D-E. And then, yeah, K-I-D-D-E. And then you, there's a little fire extinguisher, and it says product safety recall notice. You click on yep. that. You yep. click on U.S. Yep. And then you click on... You got to figure out which fire extinguisher you have. Yeah, you got to go through the list, and there's and yeah. there's all that sort of stuff. So I right. I, kinda, I just wanted to make sure. I just was curious yeah. if you did yours Plastic over the phone, or if there was another you know another portal that you went through yeah. uh, for all of that. But no, you, it sounds like you did the exact same thing that I did. It right. just you had better luck. So it might have been one of those things to where when I was doing it, it was during a high demand, Massive, high peak yeah. time. Yeah, there was you know thirty thousand other people that were all trying to do this at the exact same time, and they just you know their servers couldn't handle it. So, uh, which is is very likely. So it's just one of those things where I got to try again. So if you guys had similar results to what I did, 
and you're going through that kitty fire extinguisher recall yourself, which, you know, what is there, like 70 million people or 70 oh, million know. units affected or something? 40 years of fire extinguisher manufacturing here, people. So chances are you're affected in one way or another. Uh, but if, if you have gone through this process and you've had similar results, well, give us a call and let us know if you've had problems or not, or if you've had, uh, you know, success and you've already gotten a, a replacement, well, let us know as well. We'd like to hear about your experience with all this. All righty. Uh, you know, I still got to go get the check that uh, fire extinguisher in the TJ. Uh, I keep forgetting to do that. Um, it probably uh, it probably is a kid A. Uh, no time like the present. We'll wait. All right. Be right back. I'll do a, <laughs> I'll do a Tammy. I'll have it right here. I'll be right back. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I thought I would do a call to action for you from you guys. Um, Josh and Tammy and I have been discussing this. And, uh, well, we just don't have as many... Uh, listeners, as many downloads as we think we should have, and uh, and admittedly, we think we ought to have you know a million or so every. Right, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> well, no, they they don't, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd like to en enlist the help of you guys if you don't mind helping us out. Now I know we've talked about telling a friend and and uh, so on and so forth, but a lot of you, if not all of you, are on Facebook, and I'm sure you're on one or more pages dedicated to jeeps so if you would contact an admin of that page ask them if uh if uh, they wouldn't mind you posting stuff up about the jeep talk show so that every member on that page would know about it now if you're like me you're just afraid of bothering people and telling them something they don't want to know Screw but, it. Do it anyways and risk getting banned. <laughs> but so, well, that's why you ask permission. <laughs> but so many people I've run across was like, my God, I didn't know you guys existed. I, I, yep. I've just, I've been listening. I've been binge listening. This is great. And, you know, so it makes me feel less concerned about bothering people about this little uh, talk show, this little podcast that we do, because uh, there are several people out there, three, including my mom. Uh, that really enjoy the show. So uh, you may be doing people a favor that you may be sharing some entertainment value and informational value uh, with folks. So take the just take a few minutes, contact the admin of the page on uh, whatever Facebook Jeep site that you're on, and just post a thing. I mean, there's uh, you can actually post uh, the the video that we po uh, publish every week from YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Subscribe, of course, so you'll get notifications whenever there's a new uh, episode put out. But about every Friday, usually on Friday mornings, uh, you'll see a new Jeep Talk Show episode on YouTube. And you can just take that link, uh, the, the shareable link, and put it in a post on that Jeep page. And let us know about it when you do. Uh, you don't have to, but we would certainly like to know that you're, you're you know shooting the word out there. And uh, let's get these uh, these these uh, downloads up. Uh, I mean, um, you know, we do a lot of work here. It's a lot of fun, but we do a lot of work here. And really, the pat on the back uh, we hear from reviews, but seeing those numbers means so much to us because we know we're getting the reach out there to people. Indeed. And with that begging, I will switch it over to Wheeling Wear. 
Yeah, this is where we normally would talk about events that are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation, guys. But SEMA has come and gone, and the show season is, well, basically over. Now, all we're left with now is some club events, some runs, local food drives, and, and other charitable events to help those who are less fortunate. Well, we want to hear about all of them. So if you would like to get the word out about your church's coat drive, or perhaps the grocery store you're working at has a food drive going on, or no matter what it is, be sure to let us know so we can help get the word out. There's a lot of Jeepers out there that just love to help people and are in a position to do so. Don't be shy. Let us know so we can get, help you guys get the word out. Let the world know. And who knows? It might just make all the difference in the world. Send us an email with all the details to info at jeeptalkshow.com or say it in your own words and give us a call at 530-675-4102, night or day. Well, you know, there's going to be a lot of Toys for Tots uh, events coming up. And uh, yep. We, uh, we'd love to be able to hear about those and tell people when they're happening and there's still wheeling stuff going on your, uh, your local club or something may be doing. Uh, and, uh, a lot of people like the snow wheel. So, uh, if you and your uh, uncle Bubba are going out wheeling and you want a third or fourth or 500 people, uh, let us know about it. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be a, a huge event. It could just be something that you want to let people know about it so they can uh, share in the, in the enjoyment. Uncle Gertrude is making an extra pie this year. <laughs> Hey, take a moment and take our survey. Yeah, we're still doing the damn survey. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. Oh, yeah. I love that personal information that we sell to everybody. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we love hearing from our listeners, folks. We really do. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. pretty much everywhere on the web. Just go to your favorite social media site and search for Jeep Talk Show. You will find us. Hey, join us on the Jeep Talk Forum. Picture stories, more detail, how to, or ask questions of the hosts. That's jeeptalkforum.com. Hey folks, and you can call us anytime and leave us a voicemail at 530-675-4102 and you'll even hear it on the show. That's right. And don't forget, we have a free application for your phone or your tablet. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play and search for Jeep Talk Show. Hey, and do you like shopping online like I do or even at Amazon? Be sure to go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first great way to support the show and don't forget jeepers we want to hear your suggestions for guest interviews here on the show drop us a line and let us know who you would like to hear on the next jeep talk show interview yeah you can just send us an email info at jeeptalkshow.com or if you'd like to be interviewed in a couple of weeks we'll have tammy from burnt customs right downtown austin texas who makes a, a really amazing inner fender wells for the jk's i might talk her into making one for an xj josh well, maybe a TJ too. Who knows? <laughs> hey, folks, don't forget to follow me on my Jeep journey at www.jeepmama.com. And you can also go over to my YouTube play page and check out my new vlog, Jeep Mama's Garage. 50 seconds. Ooh, that's good. Hey, guys, if you need a voice for your business or your product, you need a professional commercial created, well, I am your guy. Check me out over at thevoiceofjosh.com. You can email me directly, josh at thevoiceofjosh.com. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Friend us on Facebook. Circle us like vultures on Google+. And above all else, be sure to tell a friend about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. No matter where you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreations and wheeling destinations in as good, if not better, condition than they were when we arrived. Remember to always tread lightly. Stand designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. 
Oh, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, we'll tell you about that after the next show, but I sure, I'm sure everybody's getting all excited. We had uh, our luncheon yesterday, and my plate was just packed with food. Yeah, I saw that picture. That was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Are you there? Casting since 2010. 